Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Up. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Friday to you. Hope it's starting off right for you. And uh, we've got a lot that we can talk about today. Coming up in the next hour, we'll be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad for her weekly appearance on the program. And she will have with her today Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta. And we'll talk about some of the things that happened in last night's meeting. Although Councilor Giesta was absent last night, we can speak with uh, Council President Morad about some of the things that were discussed. And we can also talk about some of the things that will be discussed coming up, uh, such as how the council... Uh, will formally react to Mayor Mitchell's veto of all three of the ballot questions that the council had approved to put on the ballot, which, uh, again, if you haven't read that letter, you can read it in its entirety at WBSM.com and on the app. And it's it's something that I think there will be... Councilors will have a lot to say about it. I just don't know you know what the format will be. Is, is, is Council President Morad going to allow for... Uh, each counselor to have time to speak against it, or will they just speak as one as one body uh, against it too? So we'll we'll find out more about that. And of course, we'll take your phone calls throughout the course of the morning five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. And if you didn't get a chance to check out South Coast tonight last evening, definitely go and get the podcast uh, last night. Uh, Marcus was all over the story about New Bedford Superintendent of Schools Thomas Anderson taking the job in his hometown of East Hartford, Connecticut. So he will be leaving and he'll be reporting for duty in East Hartford July 1st, which means that the New Bedford Public Schools is in the hunt for a new superintendent. As, uh, as the mayor pointed out in his statement yesterday, there may be an interim superintendent while they conduct this search because uh, even though you think to yourself well the school year doesn't start until September the preparation for the school year starts as soon as the previous school year is over so you know teachers might have time off a little bit of time off students have some time off Uh, administrators are already getting ready for they don't take the summer off they're already getting ready for the the next school year and so they need a superintendent in place so there may be an interim named uh, to kind of bridge that gap until the new superintendent is found. But I'm seeing a lot of comments on that story where 
people are urging for more of an internal look for a superintendent candidate. And I don't know how many potential candidates there are in the New Bedford school system. I don't know how many people are in the school system that would want the job, first of all. And then if if there were people that wanted the job, how many of them are just as qualified or more qualified than some of the other applicants they can bring in from outside? And I think we've seen a string of outside superintendents come in that people are now a little bit gun-shy about that and want to see if it's not time to give a New Bedford person the job and see if that New Bedford person will stick around. There's also been a lot of comments about how, you know, Thomas Anderson just came in and took a paycheck and he was looking for his next job and he was trying to get out of here as soon as he got here and all these kind of comments. And as, as we found out when we were talking about it when he was a finalist for the job in Newton, the average time of stay for a superintendent is about six years and he's been here for five years. So it's not like he's, you know, come in and, and then immediately left. He's right around what the average is for how long a superintendent stays in a school system these days. It's just it gone are the days when somebody rises to the ranks internally of superintendent and stays in the system for 30 years in that role. Those, those days just don't, I mean, it, it still happens, but it's not the norm anymore. And because it's become such a specialized position with such a unique set of skills, the people who do it and do it well are going to be in demand and are going to get job offers from other places. And and it sounds like that's that's what happened. There's probably, I mean, I, I don't know, I haven't talked to Superintendent Anderson, but there's probably some degree of the pull of going back to his hometown and going back to the school system that he came up through and, and leading his hometown. There's probably some pride involved in that and some, you know, some desire to help East Hartford. But also, an applicant for Newton didn't really give us the truth when we asked about West Hartford and then, you know, is a for lack of a better term, secret applicant to East Hartford. You can understand why people are upset and you can understand why people feel like he was just trying to get out of town. And if that's the case, if you think that, I don't think that, I think that, you know, he just was looking for a new challenge. But if you think that he was trying to get out of town, for what reason? What do you, what do you think is going on that he wanted to get out of town? I mean, I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm asking the people who who are putting forth that theory what they think that it is. I I've saw a lot of comments. Well, you know, he ever since he came in, things have been no better. There are still fights at the high school. I hate to break it to you. There's going to be fights at the high school no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're New Bedford High School, if you are Wareham High School, if you are Old Rochester High School, even Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. Fights happen. It's a bunch of kids at the age when they, <laughs> fights are more likely to happen that are all confined in a building. And it, there's, there's going to be more fights at New Bedford High because there's more students at New Bedford High. My, my, my issue is never, when it comes to schools and the way that they 
are portrayed by people. I, I don't worry so much. And I used to talk about this when, when Lou St. John was the president of the teachers union and he would come on on my Saturday morning program and we would talk about some of the things that were going on in the schools. To me, I don't worry about how many fights there are in the school because those are going to happen. Those are inevitable. What I care about is what is the response to the fights? How are they handled? And I know some folks will feel that there's there's problems with that too. And I would just warn people before you paint the entire school with a blanket, uh, with a with a brush, um, you know. Well, but anyway, before you lump them all, lump everything in, in together, keep in mind that a lot of these stories that you hear are anecdotal. A lot of these series series stories that you hear are my child got into a fight and this happened. And I, I don't think that that is necessarily, and again, this is no, no, no knock on the parents. Of course, they're going to advocate for their child, but there's a bias in that story. There's a bias in the way that they're perceiving what went on. There's a big difference between the school didn't do anything about it versus the school didn't give me the outcome that I wanted. So always take those stories with a grain of salt. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of videos of kids throwing chairs at teachers like we had, you know, 10 years ago. But at the same time, those things do happen too. Like there are a bunch of kids, hormonal, impulsive, no filter kids. So things like that happen. Again, it's just what the response to them is that I think makes all the difference. So I, I, I just don't, I mean, again, I don't have a child in the New Bedford school. So people are going to call up and say, well, you don't really have any inside information. No, I don't. But I talk to teachers, a lot of teachers, a lot of my friends are teachers. A lot of teachers have become my friends, especially working at the Standard Times and uh, dealing with coaches all the time and you know, becoming friendly with them. So I, I have conversations and I see posts about what goes on in the schools. And I just don't think that it's as negative as people portray it. I think you have a lot to be proud of. I think the turnaround worked. The turnaround plan that started under Dr. Durkin and continued under Superintendent Anderson. Those turnaround plans worked. The school is seeing, the, the, certainly the high school is seeing success with graduation and with less dropouts. And if that's the case, you know, let's let's put the pandemic aside. Let's put the fact that kids weren't in classrooms aside. But also keep in mind, you know, New Bedford is one of the first schools to go with the hybrid model and they got kids back in as soon as they could. They did a, a really good job of handling that situation with the tools that they had available. But for all of the success that they've had, well, if there were all these other things going on, would they have been able to have those successes? If there really are constant fights and problems and all these kinds of things, wouldn't that have weighed down kids from being able to focus and, and graduate? Wouldn't that have caused more people to want to drop out to avoid getting into school and having those problems? So again, I'm not saying that there aren't problems that happen. I'm just saying that it's anecdotal and it's not the overwhelming issue that people make it out to be because things like that happen in a school. 
no matter where it is. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in on that or whatever else is on your mind. Uh, again, we'll talk with Council President Morad and Councilor Giesta about um, some other things, including what went on in last night's meeting. Uh, Adam Bass was there covering it, and I was following along while I was at the bowling alley with his tweets. Uh, always great being able to um, get the minute-by-minute account of what's going on in the meeting if I can't be there to watch it. And since since you can't watch it live, since cable access doesn't carry it live, uh, his Twitter account is a good way to follow along with what goes on in those meetings. So if you, uh, if you want to follow him, it's at Adam Bass of Mass, and you can, uh, you can read some of the things that went on in last night's meeting, but it seemed like it was pretty straightforward. It seemed like things were done pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, there was no discussion of the mayor's vetoes. Apparently that will happen next time, next meeting. Uh, we'll find out more about that from Council President Morad later on, but... I am interested in, in seeing, you know, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be discussion on the council floor from all of the councilors about those. So uh, we'll, we'll see. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, if you also want to send an app chat message, you can do so on the WBSM app. All you have to do to get that is go to your app store, type in WBSM, and it will show up. If you don't know how to use your app store, if you don't find it in your app store for some reason, you can go right to WBSM.com, and at the top, there's a tab that says Listen, and you'll see it in the drop-down menu where it'll say WBSM app. You click on that, and you can actually have the app sent to your phone via email. It'll send it right to your phone, and then you can download it that way. And then once you have it, it's super easy to use, very user-friendly, has lots of great features. You can set an alarm through it so that when you wake up in the morning... You know, you're waking up to Phil or me, depends on when you wake up or I don't know, maybe maybe you're waking up to Barry or Howie or South Coast tonight, whatever it might be. I don't I don't question your sleep schedule, but you can you can download that and utilize it as your alarm clock, as your traffic, as your weather. And of course, you get all of our breaking news alerts. You get our live stream, you get our podcasts and you get the ability to text us in using app chat on the WBSM app. You can also send us uh, video photos. You can record audio so that we can play it on the show. Whatever it is, it's all right there in the WBSM app. And it's brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. All right, going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. You don't have to call long, long distance. No, it should be a local call for you. And even so, does anybody really have long distance anymore? I'm pretty sure that even even the home phone plans, I haven't had a home phone in about a decade. I got rid of it like 10, literally 10 years ago. And I had a, a really interesting home phone number. I was uh, one number off from the police line 
like the police, not, you know, not the 911 line, obviously, but the line that people would call if they were trying to call the police directly in a non-emergency capacity. So I, I did get occasional phone calls that people were looking for the police department. And that combined with the fact that it was unnecessary expense, I said, I'm going to get rid of the home phone line. And we were nervous about it because, you know, our son was young at the time. He was going over friends' houses and, uh, you know, the school would have to call. And we, we just hadn't yet kind of committed to just being cell phones only. A little bit of hesitation there. And uh, for a while, I was... I was uh, doing freelance PR for one of the voiceover internet protocol companies. You know, you saw all those, all those companies that popped up that said, you know, have your phone over the internet. No more phone. You pay 30 bucks a year, all this stuff. And so I was doing PR for one of those companies and they gave me a, a home phone line in exchange for it. And, and, and it never, never rang once. So finally we decided to just scrap it all together. But I think... I think nowadays, if you do have home phone, it's kind of like a cell phone where there is no long distance. All calls are included like nationwide. It might be long distance if it's an international call. But even that, you know, my phone plan allows for me to make phone calls anywhere in the world. So I think it's probably something that is, uh, you know, of the past. I mean, that cake song is pretty old. It's like 25 years old. So obviously there's going to be some outdated references in it. But still, I don't know anybody that has long, long distance service. When it used to be TV was littered with commercials about who had the best long distance service, whether it was AT&T or Sprint or AT&T or Sprint or uh, I can't even think of some of the other ones. But as a kid, I was like, how does that even work? I just pick up the phone and dial. And I know it's a long distance call to call grandma, but we used to have this thing with my grandmother too, because she didn't want to pay for long distance. I I bet you some of you had tricks like this too. So she didn't want to pay for long distance calls. She was on a fixed budget and she didn't want to call at the time she lived, you know, she lived in Randolph. And at the time we lived in like Plymouth or on the Cape, we had moved around a bit, coming to Wareham. And then, so she had this trick with my mom where when she wanted to talk to my mom, she would call she would call my house, let it ring once, and then hang up the phone. So if we heard the phone ring once, we knew it was grandma, and then we would go over and we would call her back. But it was odd because sometimes you'd be sitting there and be like, was that the phone? Did somebody hear the phone? Or like you hear a phone ring on TV and it sounds kind of like your phone. You're like, I think the phone just rang. And then you call grandma and you're like, did you just call? No, I didn't call. Yet somehow, even though she didn't call, that would still turn into a two-hour phone call with my mom. So, yeah, anyway, weird stuff. I did kind of the same thing the first time that I was uh, without a home and I was living in the Boyne Scenic Park campground. We, I would call my friends. I was about 15, 14, 14 at the time, 14 or 15. And I would call my friends... I want to talk to my friends on the phone, but I didn't have money to keep feeding the payphone, So I would collect call them and I would collect call their house. And if you remember that commercial <laughs> for collect phone calls, I think it was like when they had like 1-800-COLLECT and all that stuff. There's the one where the guy calls up and he's like, 
Will you accept a collect call from Bob? We had a baby. It's a boy. Like, <laughs> I kind of did the same thing where I would say, like, will you accept a collect call from it's Tim? Don't accept the charges. Call back because I would gave my friends all the number for that for that pay phone. And so that's how I would do it is I would call collect, tell them that it's me not to accept the charges and to call back the number. Then they would call me back and, you know, it'd be a local call for them. Except for my my best friend's dad every single time. I'll accept the charges. No, don't accept the charges. He has the number. He can call me back. But he would do it every time, and I felt so bad. Later on, when I, when I actually had a job and I actually lived next door to them, I said, you know, what, can, can I pay you back for some of those phone calls? He's like, no, no, no. It was only a couple of bucks. <laughs> anyway, 508-996-0500 if, uh, if you want to call in and chime in. Speaking of helping people that are in need, tomorrow... We have a very important day. Tomorrow, we will be collecting food as part of the Hunger Heroes Food Drop, uh, made possible thanks to Primacare and First Citizens Federal Credit Union. We do it twice a year. We team up with the United Way of Greater New Bedford to collect canned goods and nutritious food that we can then have the United Way package up and give to kids in need to help them stay fed during the upcoming April vacation week. So, you know, as you know, kids that go to school they get healthy meals. The kids that need it get breakfast. The kids get lunch. They have healthy snacks available. They have all kinds of things to help those kids be fed during school week. But what happens to the kids whose families are struggling that don't have food at home? Will they get nutritious meals at home or will they be, you know, surviving on, on things that, uh, you, you know, aren't the healthiest options or in some cases just going hungry? So the United Way puts together these packages and they bring them to the kids that are in need. They give them to the kids that will need them. And it's all made possible through donations from all of you. And if you go to WBSM.com, you'll see the Hunger Heroes Food Drop tab there. You can click on that and that will give you a list of what foods you can bring by tomorrow morning. We'll be at Aldi in Dartmouth from 10 a.m. to noon. So when you pull up, you'll see us there. We'll have our tents. The United Way truck will be there. You pull into the parking lot. You pull right up to us. You tell us whether the bags are in the back seat, whether they're in the trunk, whatever it might be. We'll take them out of the car for you. You don't even have to get up. You don't even have to turn the car off. You don't have to unbuckle your seatbelt. You don't have to do any of that. We will take the food out of your car for you, and then you can just keep on driving and feel good about yourself knowing that you helped feed some hungry kids. Maybe you don't have time to go out and get some stuff now, that's okay because we're going to be at Aldi and Dartmouth. You can just go into the Aldi store and get some items from the list and come back out and donate them. And don't worry about, oh, well, I don't know what other people brought. Um, I want to get something different. No, just just get what's on the list that you feel that you can afford to donate or that you want to donate, and none of it will go to waste. The United Way does a great job of feeding people. I've been uh, so fortunate to have uh, the opportunity to work with them a few times on things like the Hunger Heroes Food Drop, um, taking part in the mobile market last summer, and they do a lot to help make sure that people are fed. So none of it will go to waste. These kids will get all of the food that you drop off because, unfortunately, there are always kids that are in need of healthy foods. So, again, tomorrow we'll be at Aldi in Dartmouth from 10 a.m. to noon, and you just have to pull up. Say hi, tell us where the stuff is, and we will take it out of your car. And I hope that everybody that listens to this program will come by and, and make a donation and say hello and introduce yourselves because uh, I look forward to getting the chance to be out there in the community and, uh, and meet all of you. So 
Come on by tomorrow. Make a donation to the Hunger Heroes Food Drop, and uh, we will we will certainly um, be able to feed hungry kids during the upcoming April vacation weekend. Isn't that weird to say, by the way? Isn't it weird to say that we're we're just weeks away now from April vacation? We're just about a week away from the month of April. And then, you know what that means, right after April, those Justin Timberlake memes start. But we're really just around the corner of summer. It just became spring four days ago. And you start to realize how close we are to summer. Because I don't know about you, when I was a kid, when it was April vacation, that was that was it. April vacation was like, I was in a downward downward slope from there. To me, that was the end was in sight for the school year. The end was in the, you got to April vacation, you came back after April vacation, you could literally just count down the days that were left. Not that I didn't like school, but for me, it was a matter of, you know, just wanting to sleep in, <laughs> wanting to watch TV, stay home, not have homework. You know, those, those were the things that I looked forward to. But I liked actually being in school and being with my friends and all the activities I was involved in. But I would get to April vacation and start thinking like, all right, now, now the time is, now the countdown is on just to get to, to Memorial Day. You get to Memorial, and then once you got to Memorial Day, you were golden. You might still have a few tests and things like that, but after that, it's smooth sailing. So you're going to go in there and you're going to watch a movie the last couple of weeks. So... Yeah, the April vacation was one of the, the key milestones to make it to in each school year. And nothing was better than the than your senior year. Kids, if, you, if you're listening, I don't know if you are because you're probably in school, but the best part of the, your, your senior year is when all the stuff that you have to do is over and then you're just kind of killing time because you got to hit that 180 days and you just and then you realize we're not even going to hit 180 days and you just kind of get to go in and hang out, and then they're like, all right, well, you don't have to come in tomorrow. Come back for graduation rehearsal. And then you walk into school for graduation rehearsal. Everybody else is in class, and you feel like, you feel like you're getting away with something because you just walk in, and you stay a little bit, and you leave. And senior privileges are probably kicking in right now for a lot of kids. That was the best, too. Do you want to go to the cafeteria and have lunch, or do you want to go to Wendy's? Anyway, 508-996-0. I went off on a, on a weird tangent there, but uh, bottom line is please come out and help us support the Hunger Heroes Food Drive tomorrow, uh, ourselves in the United Way of Greater New Bedford, and, of course, thanks to our sponsors, Primacare and First Citizens Federal Credit Union. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to bring myself back into the now, and we'll take some more of your phone calls and app chat messages when we come back. 508-996-0500. <laughs> Talking about when I was in high school, we're gonna we're gonna get some of the the music from when I was in high school. Little uh, collective soul there. 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app if uh, if you would like to do that. I want to address something just quickly um, that uh, was brought up on on South Coast tonight last night. Um, 
someone was looking to find Marcus's article on uh, Sheriff Paul Haro lowering the age for people to apply to be corrections officers from 19 to 18. Well, to be hired as corrections officers from 19 to 18. And Marcus's article on the mobile homepage wasn't showing up. So I, I'm working with our IT department to, to kind of fix that up and to, to re, reconfigure the mobile homepage because we want to make sure that you're seeing all of the, the content there. But I was saying to Marcus, we were texting back and forth about it, and I said, you know what? I, I haven't really paid attention much to the mobile homepage because I go through the app to get everything. When I want to read stories, when I want to check out some of our articles, when I want to see, you know, reference something on the air, uh, what I do is I actually open up the WBSM app and just find it all there. I haven't used the mobile web browser in forever. So uh, I did uh, reach out to IT and we're working to get that cleaned up and get that a little bit more user friendly. So if you uh, if you are somebody who uses that and you've said, hey, I've been looking for an article here or there and I don't see it, uh, that problem should be solved uh, they've already fixed it a little bit, but some of the stories still aren't showing up. So I, I just let them know during the commercial break that there's still some issues there. So they are working diligently to get that done. And any time that you find that there's any issues, just let me know. Tim at WBSM.com. And if it's not something that I can fix myself, I'll forward it on to our IT team and they can try and get it done. That's That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to give you the best experience, whether it be listening on the air whether it be reading the content online, whether it be interacting with us via the app or sending us app chat messages, we're just trying to make it as, as fun, as interactive, and as, an informative, as informative as we can for you. That's why you've seen some different types of articles. You know, it's not just about uh, all the, the, the hard news and, and the things that you're used to seeing from WBSM. You know, we've started to bring in some of the articles that the Fun 107 folks have written uh, because we know that you'll find them interesting. And maybe you don't follow Fun 107, so you don't see them. But not everything needs to be, you know, get your blood boiling type of news. We'll still keep doing that. But uh, we like to bring you some other fun stories as well. But then sometimes things break. Sometimes important things happen, and we have to bring that to you, such as the story that we have up now at WBSM.com and on the app about there being a, a bomb threat scare yesterday at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech, which turned out that there was no no dangerous items found. That's the uh, the terminology that both the superintendent director, Michael Watson, and police spokesperson, Lieutenant Scott Carolla, used uh, in correspondence with me that there were no dangerous items found, but that the school did receive a bomb threat. And I did, I did ask the follow-up question of, well, how did the school find the bomb threat? Because it said a bomb threat was found. That's the letter that was sent out to, to, to parents and faculty last night. And it happened at about 5.30. So this was probably during, you know, after-school activities and probably some of the, uh, the program where the New Bedford kids come over, the New Bedford High kids come over and, and learn some of the shops after regular school hours. So at 5.30, this, this bomb threat was discovered. And I, from what I understand, by 6.30, they had students back in their classes. They had the police come down. Uh, they used uh, canines that are trained to sniff out explosives. They swept the campus and all the buildings. Nothing was found. And so they gave the all clear for things to return back to normal activities. And they are having regular classes and activities today. Although uh, Mr. Watson did say that there is going to be an increased law enforcement presence on campus today. So 
it's as we know we've had so many of these that have happened in recent months these these false threats against schools and other buildings uh we we go through them in in bursts waves flaps that there's one place gets one and then next thing you know you know we hear about it happening at 10 different schools i did think that it was interesting though that the cuz i you know as i found this out when i got home last night from uh from bowling I did go to the Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech website to see if there was anything posted about it there, see if the letter was posted there, and their website was down. It's back up now, but it was down as of last night and then again into this morning. So I don't know if that was related. I know WordPress has had some outages, and they, that's, that's a WordPress site that they use. So maybe there's eh, maybe it's something to do with that. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Tim, I called you last week to let you know about that uh, that, uh, that sale that they had on uh, Milford Road in Swansea. Yes. And I forgot to tell you that the flea market in Swansea at the uh, Seacock Speedway, they're going to be opening up this Sunday. Oh, wow. It's, it's already that time of year, huh? Yep, they're going to be opening up this Sunday, so I wanted to let you know about that. Do you know what time that that what the time that runs till the? the, uh, the yeah, it goes from, from like six or seven in the morning until like maybe twelve or one in the afternoon. Okay, because I've I'm going to be at the the food drop on on Saturday morning, but then I'm heading to Rhode Island, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll go by and check out the that that sale you were telling me about. So maybe I'll check out the the flea market too. Yeah, you can check out that one on Milford Road, and then uh, on Sunday is the Seacock Speedway flea market. Excellent. All right, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. And, uh, and, of course, you will probably see me. If you are a bargain hunter and you're out at flea markets and yard sales over the course of the spring and summer, you'll probably see me. If I can get myself up and early and out of the, uh, get myself up early and get out of the house in time, you will see me at some of those because I am, I am a person that likes to go out and, and hunt for bargains. The problem is now is I, I, I got rid of so much of my stuff last year. I just did a big spring cleaning, and I tried to minimize my life so that you know, if if I had things that I wasn't doing anything with that I was just sitting on, time to get rid of them. You know, if I can get some money for them, great. But thinking that I'm sitting on a gold mine in my basement full of stuff or in my storage unit and that, you know, that's someday when I need it, I'll be able to sell that stuff. It wasn't it wasn't working for me. I just sat on it too long. Somebody offered me a bunch of money for all of my classic video games that I had. And I, I had pretty much every system. Uh, you know, going back to the Magnavox Odyssey. I had one of those. I had a Texas Instruments uh, TI-80, I think it was. I had um, ColecoVision. I had Intellivision. I had TurboGrafx-16 Virtual Boy. I had all of these systems and games and everything for them. And somebody offered me a, a good chunk of change for them. And I said, all right, it's, it's time. Time to... Time to let them go. Time to let them be enjoyed by somebody instead of sitting in my basement collecting dust. And over the course of the years, I'd kind of parted with some of that. Some of my, my action figures that I'd collected in my early 20s and my wrestling figures and my Simpsons collection and all that stuff. And uh, it, it is very freeing to get rid of that. But I, I don't want to get into the habit of collecting stuff again. But, you know, if I go out and I find the right thing, and the right thing is always out there. And it's to me, it's it's more about the the thrill of chasing stuff down than it is about actually finding it and getting it. There's there's almost it's not that it's buyer's remorse, but there's almost like a 
a feeling of deflation after you get it. You're like, oh, I was, I've been looking for one of these for years and I finally got one. But now that I have it, the thrill is gone of the chase. But anyway, 508-996-0500, that is the number to call in and chime in. And if you are going out this weekend, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, why don't I get some breakfast before I go out and hit the road, before I go out and hit the yard sales and the flea markets uh, as things are going on. So if you're going to go out and have breakfast, well, where else would you want to go than just another Phoenix restaurant in Dartmouth? Because they have some really great specials on tap for you this weekend. You ready? You ready for this? They're going to have a spicy Portuguese omelet with linguiça, onions, peppers, red hots, and cheese for $13.95. Caramel nut pancakes for $9.95. They're going to have a Monte Cristo sandwich, ham, Swiss, and egg on French toast. That's $10.95. Strawberry stuffed French toast, Texas French toast, $9.95. Two eggs with chicken sausage, for those of you who want to be a little bit healthier, $9.95, or $9.75, rather. And... Funfetti pancakes with icing, $9.95. So, you know, maybe it's your birthday. You want to have a little birthday breakfast. Maybe you want to have the, the kids have something fun. Funfetti pancakes with icing for $9.95. Can't go wrong. So it sounds like everything's really great. In fact, I might go stop over there tomorrow after the Hunger Heroes food drop because, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued by a number of these items, but maybe I'll go with some caramel nut pancakes tomorrow. Well, maybe I'll get a Monte Cristo at the drive-thru and bring that with me over to the Hunger Heroes food drop. You can get your full breakfast right through the drive-thru window. That's what's so great about Just Another Phoenix restaurant in Dartmouth. Check them out. They're on Fawns Corner Road, and I promise you, you will find something on the menu that will start your day off right. All right, we're going to take our final break of the hour and be back in a few. Welcome back in. We are just about ready to go into the newsroom where we will get all of the national and international headlines from ABC News. And then Kate Robinson has all of your South Coast news in the WBSM newsroom. And, of course, we can get your reaction to that on the other side. But also in the next hour, we'll be joined uh, at about 1030 by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her this morning will be Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta. We'll talk about the mayor's veto. We'll talk about some of the things that went on in the meeting last night. Although, you know, there's, there's not a lot to cover in what, in the, what went on in the meeting. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.